What are we looking at on the FOIA front, Sam Knight? As promised, I made a follow-up request based on last week's FOIA segment. I asked the Department of Justice for all correspondence between then-Attorney General Bill Barr and Fraternal Order of Police National President Patrick Yose from the date of the George Floyd murder until the day that Barr left office in December 2020. I also filed a a request with DHS for correspondence between Yoz and then-acting Secretary Chad Wolf within the same time frame. That one could yield some more interesting results because Wolf did not leave office. He did not quit the Department of Homeland Security until after January 6, 2021. As the Daily Beast reported, the FOP has been incredibly muted in its criticism of the events of January 6 because the FOP was a hardcore supporter of Trump and many cops were at the Capitol on January 6, trying to keep Trump in power in their stupid but still troubling coup attempt. Also of note, most of the cops on the other side of the melee only used force very reluctantly, if at all, despite the one notable exception of Ashley Babbitt getting hilariously clapped. This ho-humming sharply contrasted with a summer of police officers shooting Black Lives Matter protesters, journalists, and bystanders in the streets without even thinking twice. Cops and Klan go hand-in-hand, as the chant goes. Also on January 6th, several cops were injured or died as a result of events that day. Not that I care about wounded or dead cops, but the FOP does and it will howl on social media about progressive politicians when a cop stubs his toe, but the FOP had very little to say about a fascist mob doing harm to their own. So there might be some interesting emails between Yoz and Chad Wolf around the events of the day. Either way, any records of written correspondence between the head of DHS and the head of the FOP, well, they are worth trying to get, assuming they exist. Same with correspondence between the head of the FOP and the Attorney General. As you might recall from last week's segment, Wolf's DHS did praise the FOP as a key partner of the Trump administration and said that the police union worked closely with both DHS and the Department of Justice. One more FOIA item to cover this week. I filed another appeal challenging a final response I got in December from the Federal Reserve. I had asked the Fed for all emails around February and March involving Chair Jerome Powell and then Vice Chair of Supervision Randall Quarles and search terms related to the New York Attorney General Letitia James and her settlement with Tether, the company that issues the super popular stablecoin run by a bunch of dime store grifters. The Fed responded saying that they had eight pages of documents but couldn't release them under Exemption 5 which protects the so-called deliberative process and pre-decisional information. This is the basis of my appeal as follows. I am reading directly from the appeal itself that I wrote, and it took me a very long time to write this, so I may as well just read directly from it. In 2016, Congress passed a law limiting agencies' use of Exemption 5 by requiring agencies that choose to withhold information in response to FOIA requests to prove that, quote, foreseeable harm will be done to any interest protected by FOIA exemptions if the agency declines to exercise its discretion to publicly release the requested information. 
Legislators passed the law because they were concerned that agencies were overusing exemptions, quote, that allow but do not require information to be withheld from disclosure, and specifically cited Exemption 5, quote, the deliberative process privilege is the most used privilege and the source of the most concern regarding overuse. In July 2021, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals cited this congressional intent when ordering federal agencies to provide, quote, focused and concrete evidence of foreseeable harm when citing Exemption 5, rejecting, quote, wholly generalized justifications for nondisclosure. The court ruled that agencies, quote, must concretely explain how disclosure would, not could, adversely impair internal deliberations, and said that Exemption 5 cannot be justified with conclusory claims of harm that repeat the generic rationale for the deliberative process privilege itself. Moreover, in October 2021, the D.C. Circuit ruled that even if Exemption 5 does apply to withheld information, said information should be released if an agency, quote, says nothing new about the harm of disclosure and fails to link the possibility of that harm to the information withheld, relying instead on the generic rationale for the deliberative process privilege. The board's final response, the Federal Reserve's final response, pays lip service to the idea of preventing foreseeable harm by withholding the information requested, but ultimately the agency's justification falls short of meeting the focused and concrete test set by the D.C. Circuit, Agency officials stated that, quote, certain portions of the responsive information consist of internal pre-decisional analyses and recommendations, e.g. emails and documents reflecting the pre-decisional deliberations of board staff, and that the information should be withheld because it is reasonably foreseeable that disclosure would harm an interest protected by an exemption described in subsection B of the Freedom of Information Act. This justification is wholly generalized, conclusory, and perfunctory, failing to articulate how the disclosure would impair internal deliberations. As examples of focused and concrete foreseeable harm prevented by Exemption 5, the D.C. Circuit mentions public confusion over policy, the editorial process, and the discouragement of candid discussion among agency line attorneys, which prevents, quote, the forthright internal discussions necessary for efficient and proper adjudication of administrative appeals. The Federal Reserve comes nowhere near this level of specificity in claiming that its use of Exemption 5 prevents foreseeable harm. So, uh, yeah, usually my appeals are Hail Marys, but I feel like this one might actually go somewhere. Look at this. We got a real F. Lee Bailey over here. <laughs> nice work. Thank you. They're gonna just like look at it and be like, "No." <laughs> yeah. No. No. There was, uh, unfortunately, the D.C. Circuit also mentioned, and I didn't include this in the appeal. Um, the D.C. Circuit also mentioned, "Oh, by the way, agencies can withhold information if its context and purpose is clear that um, harm will be prevented from." you know, if, if harm will be prevented by refusing to release it. And you don't even have to explain it as long as the context and purpose of the withheld information is clear. So it's like, thanks, guys. But, you know, still worth a shot.